Welcome back to the Act 2 podcast, a podcast for the real-life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I'm Josh Hallman. And as always, Act 2 is a network and support group for screenwriters who are working in the industry right now. This podcast is just one of the things we do. So please help us out by giving us a rating, writing a comment. Uh, It helps us just get in front of other writers who may find this information useful, as maybe you do. Yeah, you should. If you'd rather DM us with questions, topics, suggestions, you can definitely reach out to us at act2writers at gmail.com, which is all spelled out, or on our Instagram or Twitter at act2writers. I'm mm-hmm. also on those things at Instagram on at Story Thursday and Twitter at Tasha 3.0. I'm Joshua Hallman on Twitter and Josh Hallman on Instagram. Today, Tasha. Yeah. Great day. Yeah. Great, great day. I approached you. I said, Tasha there's always this Twitter drama that's yeah. going on in like in screenwriting Twitter. And so I felt like we needed to talk about it and talk about some of the topics that get discussed mm. on screenwriting Twitter. You're much better at this than I am. So I'm intrigued with the topics that you've acquired. I actually sent a tweet that was like, hey, I'm compiling a list of like drama that's happened on screenwriting Twitter so we can talk about it. Did you get any good? good suggestions well so i i was expecting like like a ton of responses (laughs) (laughs) and i got two three including you (laughs) what's weird is on on twitter i more often see people complaining about screenwriting writing twitter being really dramatic than i do actually see the things that people are complaining about in screenwriting Twitter. yeah so i'm curious what you've dug up yeah well before we get into this i just want to tell you uh uh, uh, this week in writing an- anecdote. Yeah, please. Thank you. So as you're aware, I have a child, a little mm-hmm. girl, and she told me the other day she wanted to basically like fucking like hunt fossils. She's the greatest. <laughs> so I proceeded to tell her that Auntie Tasha <gasps> is writing a show. Yes, go on. For her specifically. I am. I said... She's writing a show for you. She was like, for me? I was like, yes. It is. She's literally writing it for you. So in the mind of my daughter right now, Tomb Raider is being written for her. It is, Amelia. It absolutely is. So that's all. I just wanted to tell you Does that. she know that Lara Croft's mother's name is Amelia? I don't know if that would in any way make her you, less or more you interested. You know what? I, <laughs> I'm going to tell her. I'm actually going to tell her that you named that character I appreciate after. that. In, in like the canon of the Croft and Tomb Raider, I'm gonna be like, years ago, Tasha named Amelia uh, after you, Amelia. So anyway, that's all I wanted to tell you. That's so I, awesome. I was, congratulations on writing for my uh, child. You're welcome. She's welcome. All right, Tasha. The meat. Screenwriting Twitter. Yeah. Is this going to make me angry? Should I prepare for that? No, no, not oh, at all. Okay. You know, I have like a weird uh, reaction to Twitter yeah. sometimes where I'm like, I just like disappear. Yeah. And it's because I, I see people arguing a lot. And then, like, w- one of the topics we're going to talk about is, like, there's the, the idea of, like, bolding slug lines, mm-hmm. you know? And it turns into this big thing that is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Like, how does this happen? But then that's also kind of the, the, the world we live in. But I just thought, like, we can just talk about some of these All topics. All right, let's do it. But first I want to talk about what are, like, the pros of being a screenwriter on Twitter. Like mm. what is like the pros and cons of screenwriting Twitter? Oh gosh, that's just... Like if you were 
mentoring a, a an up and coming writer and you were they were like, should I get on Twitter for screenwriting mm. purposes? What would you say? I would tell them yes, actually, if you're an up and comer, because it seems to be that a lot of opportunities are now presenting themselves. A because you can contact creators directly, and I've and yeah. I've heard of writers doing this uh, you know their favorite creator is active on twitter you know someone who wrote a tv show they love they reach out and say hey this is me this is what i do a do you have any advice about something and they will often give it because i think a lot of professional screenwriters are on twitter to help give advice yes to like totally. market their show but i think they enjoy being able to mentor in some capacity and this is something they can do while they're procrastinating from writing so it's great <laughs> so there's that aspect as well as other various initiatives that have popped up on twitter that um help other writers get seen like we've talked about holly yeah. here h-e-r-e that has um you know helped helped writers find jobs so yeah i've talked to a friend of mine who was thinking about getting on Twitter for screenwriting. And he was basically saying like he was, uh, he didn't want to put himself out there for lack of a better term. I completely understand that mentality because I feel like I am that person as well. But I yeah. also think that a big part of being able to especially jumpstart your career, but also to continue your career is networking interpersonally, yeah. email, you know, just in every way possible. And now, Twitter is one of those avenues to connect to people. And I think we found during the WGA firing of their agents a couple of years ago that Twitter actually became a really valuable resource to working screenwriters, not just up and coming screenwriters or, you know, people who are applying to contests and um, at various stages. It was actual professional screenwriters started using Twitter to make their own connections. So it's it's yeah. it's a very valid way of doing it that isn't about having to like talk yourself up or like be the loudest voice in the room. I think you can be very pointed to how you are interacting with people that fits your needs, but it does feel important to have some kind of profile on Twitter in this way. It's just another avenue to help you. Yeah, totally. And we had Corey on Corey Deshawn mm -hmm. on earlier um in the podcast long many episodes ago but i think he made connections through twitter yeah. and in hindsight i kind of wish i would have personally pressed him a little bit harder on how like his method and what he did because i feel like at some point we should have someone who has success through twitter like that's how it all started mm -hmm. for them anyway before i get into this stuff there's a woman named ariel relaford and i was uh doing my research for this podcast naturally as I do mm -hmm. and she actually released a an article about how to like utilize Twitter and why it's helpful oh interesting so maybe we'll throw that in the um description yeah, or something that's a great idea link it link it up okay you ready Tasha mm -hmm. so here's some things that have happened over screenwriting Twitter that you need to sound off on okay slug lines bold yeah not bold what do you do Tasha I have come around to bolding and underlying my slug lines. Underlining. Bolding and underlining. Are you going to italicize them soon? I also number them. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Italic is that that feels a little too far. That's that's pushing it. But visually, I like that it sets apart my scenes from each other. It's not just the same sepia tone on yeah. the whole page it separates things and it gives it a bit of a it makes it feel like it has pace 
if we if we bold and underline. Interesting. And then do you bold anything else? Very rarely. There is a script I'm writing now that I bold, underline, and cap one word throughout the whole script just because it's like the big Mac MacGuffin. It's it's like it's mm. like the, the bloody knife in the in the movie. It's the thing that you want to make sure you know you track where it's going. Um, but I rarely, rarely bold things in my actual script. Okay. I do underline things in my actual script, though. Yeah. And th obviously, as you know, this turned into a big, a big thing. What was the big issue? I think that people just disagreed. I mean, that's it. Okay, that's okay, though. But why, why do you have to fight about it? Well, I don't know. I, I'm asking this question sort of rhetorically because I remember when I was in film school, they are so big on like format, format, yeah. format, format. And this is the format. If you do anything except for this, then you're an amateur. And so I feel like that's maybe where like the, the anger comes from is like, no, if you do this, you're an amateur. Yeah. yeah. But you're not anymore. I think I told you one time I had a producer tell me, he was like, hey, man, there's like, you need to really trim back on like the underlining, italicizing and bolding because this is, it's like a lot on the page. Yeah. I used oh, to do God. it on everything. Was there a rhyme or reason to why you did it? Or no, there was no consistency. That was mm. the problem. Mm. <laughs> but it felt great. <laughs> it felt freaking really great. All right. Sticking on the uh, slug lines. Mm. When you're indicating uh, a jump in time, do you write later, moments later, continuous, or for instance, if it's just during the day, always, do you just keep putting day? Oh man, this is yeah, an this... argument? Like, did people have completely different opinions about this? People chimed in, let's just say that. Well, I've actually, I'm gonna add something new to this mix that I've just learned, which is Tell next me. moment. <sighs> Well, of course it's the next moment. <laughs> but that's it feels different than continuous. So continuous is obviously you open the door and you move into the next room. Yeah. It's, con it's exterior and then it's interior. It's continuous. Yep. Day tells me it's it's it could be the next day. Like I'm not tracking time if I say day. Like the, the time doesn't yeah. matter if I just say day. Later is like it's the same day. It's just a little bit later. <laughs> yeah moments later allows me to do a, a version of a cut without saying cut to yep. right moments later there's also same which i don't fully understand how to use same <laughs> to be honest i don't know why it's there because why isn't it just continuous maybe if you're having two separate things happen at the same time it's same maybe uh like you know josh over here li living his life tasha at the same exact hour leading her life yeah but that okay. rarely rarely happens and then next moment it's not moments later because no, that could not. be minutes <laughs> <laughs> it's not continuous it's just the next moment okay i think I'm, i like it i might use it <laughs> i stole it from someone so feel free okay all right i like that that was also a little bit of a a thing what were people mad about i don't get it it, basically, it always boils down to, I feel like, after all of these kind of back and forths on Twitter, it turns into like, if you write a good script, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, that's what it always, that's the end result of all of these kind of back and forths. So, 
I don't know. It's just a topic. People will I talk mean, about I mean, I guess literally and technically, yes. If you write a good script and you say continuous when really you mean the next day, sure, I'm going to ignore the fact that you have no idea how to clock time. But <laughs> I'm pro like, it's probably unrealistic to assume that because you don't know how to clock time, you also know how to tell a good story. Those things rarely go together. Mm -hmm. It feels amateurish because you don't know how to clock time properly. And therefore your writing is more than likely amateurish. That's obviously an assumption and you could be an amazing writer, but just have no idea how to clock your time. See, Tasha, therein lies where the argument is. I guess I am getting angry. Yeah, getting worked <laughs> up. All right, Tasha, next, next topic. Is there a specific font you should use with scripts? New Courier. Always? Next Can question. Okay, Tasha. This is one you love. Using the phrasing we see. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote that today. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're all in on it. Yeah, I use it all the time. I use it all the freaking time. And there's people who don't use it. And I actually don't understand how people don't use it. It's a tonal thing, too, in, in how you're writing. And also a very quick way to get across a shot idea. I love using we. We, like, it feels so communal. Like, the people who are reading the script are a part of the writing process. A thousand percent. You want to, you want to bring people in and make them feel a part of the story that you're telling. That's, yeah. a, that's one of the few mediums we can do that in. It's harder to do it in a novel, in a, you know, yeah. short story. And I hate to say this and also making an assumption, but, like, if you're a reader, producer, exec, and you see, like, we see in a script and you put the script down, you're just like a total asshole. You're an idiot. <laughs> but it's also, you got to use we see properly though too, right? Like you can't just we see all the time. You, I, yeah. You, you got to use yeah. we see as like a reveal. Like it's it's a moment yeah. if you're going to use it. That's true. Okay. So I take back what I said. Sorry, execs. If you're <laughs> improperly using it, then you are... Uh, then you're the fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm the idiot who misused it. I'm in my head right now. I'm clocking all the times I've probably misused it. <laughs> and I'm like, someone's going to be like, okay, man. Okay. All right. So now this is kind of getting into different territory, but it was a topic. We've yep. kind of talked about this. Yeah. We actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rehash something from a recent episode. Okay. Should I post log lines online? Ooh. <sighs> I want to say one more thing while you think about that. Yeah. I did a follow-up um, that one Twitter f handle that had people post their log lines that caused some, some shit. Mm -hmm. I've been looking at their, their feed, and apparently, like, they just, they just rolled with the punches, by the way. They didn't apologize. They didn't do anything. Rightfully so. I like when people kind of take that approach. It's like mm -hmm. that, hey, man, this is, what, this is what we did. And according to their Twitter, uh, their Twitter feed is that people have been getting – meetings and and there's been like some connections that have been made so that clearly paid off for certain yeah. writers yeah they that's could be, great they could be lying i don't know they could be but i go back to tasha should i post my log line on on twitter i'm asking you as advice right now i'm going to post <laughs> are you are you posting it at someone or are you just posting it i i suppose if i were to do it i would probably single out someone right yeah yeah i think so or maybe you just post it i don't know i feel like <laughs> quick side note here mm -hmm. have you ever seen that video of bryant gumbel and katie couric talking about the internet no. it's like it was this, this video of them being like what is that 
A symbol. What does that mean? Is that? No. <laughs> that's how I feel talking about screenwriting Twitter right now. I'm like, you, just, you hashtag I someone. Hear that. <laughs> you got to add them. Uh, yeah. So. I think if you do it with intention, like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't even know. I mean, like, you do it to Netflix. Netflix isn't going to read that, you know? Right. Like, who are you doing it to, A? Is it someone who is actually buying ideas? Is it a producer who's active on Twitter? Um, who, who is who is that thing? And yeah. then I would, you know, be specific. If you're just putting it out there, like, obviously do whatever you want to do. But now it's obviously public domain and anyone can, can take it. And if that doesn't bother you, like, go go to town. I personally... I would do it for fun, but not for like something I yeah. would actually write. That's how I feel too. I, I guess that would be the argument for why that one contest existed or, you know, the, this, the feed I was just talking about where it, it allows you to pitch your log line. Like, I feel like when you have the allowance to do something, it, it makes it better and easier. Whereas if you're just doing it, mm-hmm. it's a little more difficult to get people to see it. Yeah, that feels more pointed and it seems to, to be a strategy to get your logline in front of people, which is, is valid. And I think, too, obviously, producers are looking for content everywhere. They scour yeah. Reddit and they scour weird Instagram stuff that people seem to like and tick. Like, they go everywhere. Twitter is one of the places they may actually go. Just be wary, I think, if someone reaches out to you. Really do your research on who they are. Yeah. Just to follow up on this, there was a, there's a writer producer who basically posted a thread that was like, do not send me log lines and ideas. Yeah. I cannot legally look at these. Like, right. you just can't keep sending these. They're like, don't, don't at me, don't anything. I don't want to see any of these. So there's that. There is that. And that is perfectly valid. It's not an excuse. When I worked at Universal, we had a similar situation where I could not send these to my boss people would email us or send uh actual letters that they've had written or hand typed and printed out uh, sometimes on a typewriter and it was all just like here's my amazing idea and Mm -hmm. this is my pitch for it and i just threw them in the trash because legally the, the the legal issue is if my boss sees your pitch that you claim is really awesome and then it just so happens that the next movie universal puts out has a similar scene that you've pitched in your letter or a, a name of a character that seems kind of similar to this character that you've pitched that can create a legal issue where suddenly joe schmo random person who just sent this letter is calls a lawyer and says that they copied my thing yeah. and there's no evidence to suggest that she didn't if she actually did read your letter there you go okay moving on tasha joshua how do you feel about adding music and scripts okay <laughs> okay so <laughs> i met with a composer today for tomb raider and mm. he was like it's really cool that you put a music cue in the script, in the pilot. And like the first paragraph of the pilot, I put a music cue. And I was horrified because I never do it. Yeah. I happened to do it this one time just because it created an energy for me that felt yeah. extremely important to understand the opening energy of this moment. 
And I was like, I'm so sorry. I swear that I don't do this normally. And like music is your thing. If yeah. you know, I hire you, this is your realm. It's not mine. Um, so I don't do it because it's not my job. But if it is vital to the scene, or if your movie or show somehow hinges on the soundtrack for some reason, yeah. then yes, I would put it in. Sometimes I'll put in, they're listening to the radio. You know, it's always something like Bruce Springsteen or, yeah, you know, like just to kind of like as a joke kind of tag for the reader, a, a personality trait essentially. Yeah. But I almost, I never, almost never. So was the composer happy you put the music cue in? He weirdly was. I thought he would be upset, but he was like, no, what it did was give me an understanding of exactly what I'd hoped, which is like the energy of what you want that moment to be. I see. Yeah, because there's two different things. There's like cue the music where you can kind of just let people use their imagination. Mm -hmm. Or there is where you're so specific about what song gets played at a very certain time in a movie, which I think we've all seen, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, like, of course, that actually that version where like someone throws out some like obscure indie rock band. Yeah. Thing like personally speaking, not a fan of it just yeah. because I, I'm actually not great with uh, artists and different songs, even like really popular songs. Sometimes I don't know the, the title mm -hmm. of the song. And so for me personally, I'm just like, dude, come on, man. You don't have to fucking put in like the fourth track of some obscure album I've never heard of. But yeah, I get it. I'm going to promptly ignore that. Yeah. Unless if I'm reading that scene and it does feel so integral to that scene. Like if I read the scene and I don't care what the music is and I don't need to know what the music is for the scene to work, I'm not going to care about your little music cue. But if there's something going on in the scene wherein the music is vital, I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll kind of Google this and, and listen to for that. For sure. But in another script that I'm writing, I have, I did know that there should be music here and I, it's not up to me to pick nor would I pick the best version. So I just put, you know, epic rock music starts. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic rock yeah, I think music. <laughs> See, that works for me personally. I also, the only time I've ever cued music is I've had it where it was like a character moment. Like we see it mm -hmm. earlier, the character hears it, and then he hears it a little later. And when it, he hears the music, it triggers him to yeah. do something else because he's like, oh man, that reminded me of my daughter. I have to go do this now. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. that's, that's integral to the story that you're telling. It's a storytelling beat. Can I just counter you though? Because Please. Bill Lawrence in the pilot of Ted Lasso, I think it's the pilot. I haven't watched it in a while, but in the pilot is when Ted, yes, it is in the pilot where Ted, he, you go through his day and he's just like so happy and merry. And then it goes to his room and he's alone for the first time and he calls his wife and mm -hmm. it's just him talking. You don't hear what she's saying. It's just him reacting. And you finally see that there's a crack in this man's perfect exterior. And yeah. Bill Lawrence said that he put music in the pilot and then actually said in the pilot, listen to this song while reading this scene. And wow. he said that it got a really good reaction from those who read it. And I'm assuming at this point, though, he had already sold the show. And this right. was just, he's writing the pilot after having been paid to do so. Um, so he has a captive audience anyways, is what I'm saying. 
I would do that too. And I, I, maybe it works coming at the end of a pilot. Like, I feel like if I'm done reading something, I would definitely go out of my way to listen to something. But mm. like, yeah, it's like this I can't even believe, I can't even believe nice I'm having final this end. I know. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. What characteristics should a screenwriter have? What? <laughs> yeah. It was a topic. I found it. I'm curious what Twitter said. I think hardworking, energetic, I guess. There we and, go. Um, personable and collaborative. Not a slacker. Not a slacker, <laughs> Ferris. <laughs> that was. Um, <laughs> call back to the last episode. <laughs> call back to the last episode. Okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of obvious, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. Did people have weird answers? I don't think so. I was waiting to see a weird answer, but it, it like there's people are just chiming in and kind of saying the same version of the same thing. But I just wanted mm-hmm. to know what you would say. What would you say? The exact same thing as you. Thick skin, be resilient, fucking be optimistic mm. and work hard. Yeah. And and study, of course. Of course. Of course. Okay. Call back to another episode. Should I enter a screenwriting competition? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Just do your homework on freaking mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. A place you can go to do that is Coverfly.com. <laughs> yeah, One of our partners for our, our mentorship, they do a really good job at uh, not just distilling all the competitions, but also giving you little blurbs on who they are, what they do, and what benefits they have to you as a writer. So it's a really easy resource to do your homework. That's great. I only have one more thing, one or two more things. Yeah. We're closing in on like the greatest quickest most concise <laughs> episode of act two ever appropriate since it's the twitter episode that's right that's yeah okay be negative about others scripts and movies on twitter oh yeah this was a topic so i've seen creators tweet things like it's not okay to at me with your two-star review like that's right. not a thing like, you're not going to walk up to someone in a cafe and be like, your movie sucked. Some people might. You might. Yeah. So the golden rule is just never shit on somebody's stuff on Twitter, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a place where people go to review movies all the time or give their impressions. You know, they finish watching a movie and they want to go on Twitter to, to explain how they felt about it. Yeah. Not really remembering that there are hundreds of people who worked on that thing and yeah i'm i'm not going to really enjoy when people start shitting on tomb raider (laughs) oh i'm gonna be on twitter and i'm gonna be responding to everyone i'm like it's gonna make me so sad because people are gonna at me they're gonna be like tasha 3.0 your show sucks you have no idea who laura croft is you should die it's (laughs) but that's just how people are it's like People are so quick to just criticize things. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's just the strangest thing. But yeah, so you have to mentally prepare for it, for people to just come after you. Yeah. I'm ready. I have a rule that if you're a screenwriter or you're a filmmaker or whatever, and you're on Twitter and you're criticizing something else, I think that's like the dumbest thing you could possibly do, Mm. personally Mm -hmm. speaking. If you're a screenwriter, oh my gosh, you have no idea who yeah, you yeah, yeah, are yeah. going to meet that you just shit on. Yeah. I used to complain about sports on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, like, I really finally really came to that moment where I was like, these people are so far superior to me. (laughs) (laughs) And these are like physical specimens who are, you know, dunking and jumping over people and like playing every single night and they're just working out and there's coaches who've studied their entire life. And I'm on Twitter, like criticizing the Green Bay Packer playbook. (laughs) I was just like, what have I become? (laughs) So I stopped doing it and I just tried to stay. I I probably say that now, but my sports Twitter might not be. uh, be I think that's great because I think a lot of people go on there and think, well, I'm the expert. They don't think. They don't have your aha moment. <laughs> they think I should be the coach of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. All it takes is like age and then, you know, you like tweak your knee walking and you're like, oh, <laughs> whoops. That's right. But yeah, I feel if you're on Twitter and you are at any point in the entertainment industry, just don't shit on other people's stuff. If you're just a regular person and you don't care, and then it's your right. I mean, it's your I mean, right anyway. Let's just add more kindness to the world, though. How about when you go on and you're about to shit on something, and before you hit send or tweet or whatever the hell the button says, just be like, maybe I'll say a nice thing about this thing instead. Yeah. Or maybe nothing at all. That's okay, I don't, too. I don't understand why people shit on anything, but whatever. Okay. That's it. Those are all like the, the hot button topics that I could find in the Twitter drama land. I'm like sad now that we had to to talk about those things and that people get angry about them on Twitter. You know, I think we've talked about this before. It's like Twitter's that place where you just want to be heard. You know, there's people who uplift other people. There's Mm -hmm. people who compliment other people. I should say I'm not on a high horse here about this last thing, by the way, because I'm pretty sure I've tweeted my distaste over certain episodes of something that I've watched. I'm sure it's there. But now being in this seat that I'm in knowing that it's coming my way soon I'm like oh oh yeah yeah, that's it's not anonymous like it feels maybe like it's an anonymous tweet that you're putting out into the world but it's not yeah no that I I will tell you that I'm also not on I mean I might sound like I'm preachy and I'm like on some high horse but I I I'm sure I've said my fair share of things I've like been like fuck Tomb Raider (laughs) (laughs) who would ever make that into a show it's stupid so there's gonna be a tomb raider show dumb (laughs) no but you know i mean we all do it i guess it's just learning what if you meet aaron Rodgers one day and he's like oh you're the guy who tweeted that thing about how i suck and like (laughs) in one of your rages (laughs) you tweeted something about aaron it is scary that so many athletes have gone into the entertainment industry and it's like, you know, LeBron has now a production company. I love LeBron James, but like I would be sitting down over at uh, Spring Hill and sitting down across from LeBron. He'll be like, hey, Josh, um, in 2014, you want to check out this tweet? <laughs> <laughs> like he called a meeting just so he yeah. could approach yeah. you about this tweet. <laughs> so you're going to write Space Jam 2, but not anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird world we live in. We just, I don't know. We all, we, yeah, I don't know. Talk shit, don't talk shit, whatever, Twitter. <laughs> How do you feel about this episode, Tashi? feel okay? No, I feel, I feel sad that these okay. are such major topics. 
But I'm glad also that we covered them because they're clearly things that people are worried about. I don't know. All right. Quote of the day. Quote of the day. Screenwriting is the most prized of all cinematic arts. Actually, it isn't, but it should be. Hugh Laurie. Dr. House. Dr. House. Please remember to read and subscribe. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram, on Twitter at Tasha 3.0, and you can follow Act Two at Act Two Writers on both those things. Yeah, just go follow Act Two. I'm Joshua Hallman on Twitter, Josh Hallman, Instagram. We love to hear from you. Please. We do. Please tweet slash Instagram slash Gmail us. Gmail us? Gmail us. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm 52 years old. And as always, the Act 2 podcast is a production of Act 2, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. Nope. <laughs> this episode is edited by Paul Lundquist. Music by 414 Begging, which you can find on Spotify. Whoa.